As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Live Shoots Magoots. What's up, Scoots? I am pooped. Honestly, you can call me Pooper Magooter at this point. I, I'm i just absolutely fucking wiped. We decided with everything that was going on. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be good. We'll, we'll, let's record on Thursday. Everything's going to be fine. Like, yeah, no worries. Both fine. of us just fucking dead today. Just zombies. I am a shell of a human being. Like an absolute shell. And we had to come back from New York. My daughter's in town, so I wanted to get back. So when uh, she woke up, because she stayed with my sisters last night, so I wanted to get back so she'd wake up and I'd be home. So we drove back after the like after party um, after the show. Our buddy is uh, the creative director at this really cool speakeasy and like head bartender. Uh, it's called and son free plug right here. And it's called my our father study is the name of the speakeasy upstairs. One of the coolest bars I think I've been to in New York City. Oh, yeah. Hands down the best burger I've had in 10 years. Uh, easily that was i think it's so funny because you could be like yeah what was the highlight of the night it's like yeah the crowd was great um <laughs> you know megan was an awesome guest to have emily killed it tom was such a great mc but that fucking burger i mean well that and that's i think that's probably the funniest part is like when we did our we did our live show in philly in april you and i neither of us knew what to expect so we were like yeah whatever like we'll eat a little bit we'll do some like pizza whatever the pizza was trash that we had and then we went into the show and you don't realize like, yeah, you're, you're up there. You're doing so many different things. Like you're moving around, you're talking. There's a lot of focus. There's a lot of like pressure. And then when you finally get done, you're like, I am starving. So like ravenous, like <laughs> I, that's ravenously why, hungry. I wish I could take credit for it too, because uh, uh, you, me and Zach, obviously we sat down beforehand just to kind of go over the show and we had some lunch and you and Zach had like a very, very light lunch and I, I had, had a salad pasta. <laughs> Yeah, I know. You had and pasta, you but it actually was – I thought you were nuts because you had cacio pepe, which is all Parmesan and Pecorino Romano. It, that's yep. it. That's what makes the sauce. I was like, you're yep. going to feel like shit. Lo and behold, carb loading was the right move because we didn't I, fucking eat for like eight more hours. <laughs> yeah, I think we had that at like 3, 3.30, and then we had our burger at like 11.30. Easily. Yeah, we ended up staying till like 2 a.m., drove home. Um but it was an absolutely incredible show. It was sold out. We uh, we sold out New York City, an away game on a Wednesday night. Like it's it's just ridiculous to like look back and think about where we started, where we're at now. And that's a huge, huge shout out to our listeners, all of our supporters. I can't describe in words what live shows are actually like, like the feeling of being up there is not comparable to anything else like it's such a rush the crowd the energy was amazing as you said megan king was she was such a great guest she was so nice backstage like she kicked it with us before the show like literally just shooting the shit with me and this idiot and emily was amazing tom hamlet was fucking hysterical and zach peter as always brought the house down. i mean the vibes on stage everybody clicked it was better than Philly, I think, and I thought Philly was outstanding. 
So the boys are only going up, baby. We're just moving up. Every live show gets better and better and better. And you best believe, you best believe we're in the kitchen cooking for the next one because I'm addicted. You already know we're coming to a city near you. Honestly, we'll just keep putting that out there because as soon as we ended just sitting in the back of the green room, cleaning up our stuff and just kind of like decompressing. Just the first me, you and Zach. Yeah. Yeah. The first thought, at least the first thing that came out of Zach's mouth was, all right, where's next? Where are we, yeah. where are we going next? What are you, what are you thinking? Yeah. And, yeah, you know, we're going to breaking down some cities. Look, we know and, you know, people get excited as we start talking about it. We know Boston is a pretty big hotbed, but, you know, it's East Coast still. We want to start moving the uh, moving the act west, as you will. You know, it starts to move west a little bit. Nashville starts to move west a little bit. You know what else it is does. like further out there? Like like Chi Town, you know? Yeah, Windy Chi Town. Yeah, the Windy you City. Um, you know, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying no. those are moving that way. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, just kind of sliding out there, and then you know, obviously, there's the West Coast too. Um, Untapped resources out uh, west. We could always just kind of go out there and just kind of work our way back. You know, just be on Who the knows? road, red a van, just drive around with Los. Who knows? Los, do you want to be our driver, dude? I will. <laughs> I would hire Los to be our driver to the West Coast. But um, no, it was a fucking amazing evening. The come down from the show. I do not drink alcohol anymore. This is the closest to hungover I can get. It's like, I think it's the adrenaline when you like get back down to earth. When you wake up, it legitimately feels like you get hit by a truck. And because we got back at like three, I fell asleep at like four. I had to wake up at 630 to go pick up my daughter from my parents' house and come home. And I didn't go back to sleep. So we finally crashed on the couch. We were watching... uh I don't even know what we turned on. I swear to God, we turned the movie on and both my daughter and myself knocked out for like an hour and a half. I woke up, texted you like, oh shit, we got to record this thing. And now we're here. (laughs) And here we are just giving the people what they need. Because you know what? If you were there last night, obviously we appreciate it. Thank you for making the trip or, you know, just coming out in your own city. If you live in New York, it was a blast. Thanks for coming out because honestly, those shows are nothing without the fans. If there were, you know, 10 people in there, you know, we'll try to bring the energy. But when you sell out and everybody's there and everybody's jumping it up, it it's just a fucking blast. So thank you. And if you didn't come, well, like we said, we might be at a city near you. Pay attention to the socials. Uh-huh. Trust me. But um, let's get into it because we both need to go to sleep. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm super excited to record the episode. It's nice actually to kind of decompress from the night before by a little breakdown the day after. And uh, I want to start out with a quick rose and thorn. I think we both are going to have the same rose, but I'm going to let you go first. Oh, yeah. But I mean, th- this is the thing about live show week. There's so much going on. It's not even like we didn't prepare for anything. It's just there's just nothing else that matters that week. Like obviously we're still doing the episode, but like nothing else matters. Like last week talking to people, you know, trying to make plans for a weekend, going golfing, whatever. You're just talking like, I don't really care. Honestly, once we get past the live show, then, you know, I'll, I'll get back to what I need. Life starts again. Yeah, exactly. But like life has been on hold for the last week or two. So that's the rose. I I mean, the rose is just, it's probably about two weeks, yeah. Yeah, it's a two-week hiatus from, like, life where you – I mean, you get two weeks out, you start to get, like, butterflies a little bit where it's like, oh, shit, we're getting close. The week mm-hmm. before, you're really getting amped up, and the three days leading up to it, you can't think about anything else. Like, it's all you're thinking about. So, yeah, I think that's a collective rose right there is the live show, obviously. I got one thorn 
just because I'm in, you know, a good mood and I think this one's kind of funny. Just it's <laughs> ironic. It's ironic to me. And I love ironic ones. So on TikTok, it was on our video about um, the Roni reboot. And somebody says, watching Housewives and whining about it behind a mic is silly. To which I would say, taking the time to comment on a post about us whining about mics about Housewives is even sillier. You you goofy, you, you big goof. I'm going to even read your name, Evil Tracy. Your name's Evil Tracy. So <laughs> Yeah, we know what you're doing there, Tracy. We know what you're up to, Evil Tracy. Nefarious things such as calling us whiny babies. We'll be also, a whiny baby. What I can't imagine what it was on. Like if it was we were on only the whining. Yeah. It was about I, us. We were actually talking. We were, we were talking, talking about Roni. Yeah, we were positive. We were well, whining. I guess, yeah, we were probably saying that all the other shows should be on notice, but Oh yeah. They even still, I mean, I, as far as whiny videos go, we definitely have whinier videos. Oh, well, there are some whiny ones out there. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I've whined a little bit on TikTok. I'm not going to lie about that. But that I didn't think was our whiniest. But yeah, we're we're a little, we need to go to a Weenie Hut General, apparently, because we're a bunch of whiny babies. <laughs> Weenie Hut General. I didn't know that Weenie Hut, uh, the restaurant, opened the general store. No, Weenie Hut General. Wasn't that the, Weenie Hut Junior. the hospital? Is that the hospital? Oh, that was the hospital. Wow. Yeah, Good, that's a deep cut. Wow. I know my SpongeBob. You references. just stuck us. You just snuck a SpongeBob past me. I know my I, that's unreal. I snuck a little SpongeBob by you. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to the races, baby. But let's touch on the news a little bit. Um as we discussed last night regarding Vanderpump, there's two things. One, Ariana is a VIP guest on Love Island. I don't know exactly what that entails. We may need to get into Love Island. We may need to I, ask I think viewers. we might have to. I mean, we had we had Johnny DiFilippo from uh, from The Bachelor, and, and talking to him and just kind of understanding how The Bachelor works. I actually watched like my first half of a Bachelor episode the other night. The Bachelor sucks. I'm sorry, like but the like, <laughs> no, The Bachelor stinks. I don't. I'm not putting anybody down if you enjoy it, but. It just didn't do anything for me. It was just maybe it's because you know what it honestly is. It's because we analyze all the Bravo shows and they are like for the most part real. And I feel like it's kind of it's so funny when you juxtapose it to Bravo because Bravo seems way more real when you watch and The Bachelor. Bachelor. Like, that's, that you watch fair. these guys cry because they didn't get a fucking rose. And it's like, all right, are you sad because you love this girl? Or are you more likely sad because you have to leave the show and you don't get more exposure on camera? Like that's it's also what, interesting because like they'll get engaged and not get married all the time, and then they'll go to Bachelor in Paradise, which is like the redemption series. I will say this is going to sound like negative, but it's a positive thing. Bachelor in Paradise helped get me through rehab. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Every. <laughs> Every, All right. No, wait. It's a positive. That's my point. I told you how it was going to sound, but every Thursday night, <laughs> life life could be worse. <laughs> like, a, yeah, totally good. Life could be way worse. Like, we're sitting in rehab, and like, we get an hour of TV a day. Yeah, and we would save it on Thursdays because we all, as a collective group of dudes in rehab, would sit and watch Bachelor in Paradise together, and that That's was like our big electric. weekly thing. Yeah, and we <laughs> that actually is so cool. It was so funny. We had to, um, this is no joke. We had to pretty much petition because they aired one week during the finale. There was a Tuesday and a Thursday episode. Then they were both two hours long and we needed to see what happened. So we had to like petition to our unit leader, like, Hey, 
We know it's only an hour of TV. We're not trying to break the rules. We're very invested in this season. We need two hours of TV Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> and we got it. We did get it. They let us watch it. Thank God. But um, that's my that's my only relationship with The Bachelor. But maybe we need to get into Love Island. A lot of people seem to really like that show. And yeah. maybe we'll branch out a little bit. I don't know. Maybe, I'll yeah, give I us some feedback. We, we did talk about it yesterday. Uh, and we were talking about The Bachelor. But that I... My decision on The Bachelor is just that it's it's bad TV. It's just not enjoyable. Although I will say that the new one that's coming out with the seventy year old dude who looks oh, great golden. by the way, yeah, Golden Bachelor. I think that's going to be awesome. So I might watch a little bit of that just to see what's going on. But as far as Ariana and Love Island, I don't really know. I guess probably because we don't watch it, we don't really understand what kind of role she has. But everything keeps popping up that she's a VIP guest. She might just be there, so she'll pop in. I don't know. Is Love Island like fucking Big Brother? Do they do like challenges and stuff? Is she gonna? We run need a to. Ch- I don't know. Let's get. Let's let's do some digging. And you, our listeners, holler at us and let us know. Should we dive into Love Island? Maybe do. We'll start branching out a little bit from only Bravo. Maybe we'll start dipping our toe in some other things, such as Love Island. A lot of people seem to love this show. Yes. Um, we're not above any TV. We will try it. Like even The Bachelor. Like we're not above it. Sean gave it a shot. Sean. Oh, see, this Sean, is how Jesus. Jesus Christ. This Yo, is how government. I yeah, I hate that. Bleep, let's bleep that even... out in the post-production. <laughs> I wonder if I can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be really funny. Um, maybe we'll do Love Island. Uh, get, let us know if you want us to um, dive into that universe. I'm, I'm not against it by any means. But uh, moving on from there, we had... You have Bethany or you want to get Tom? Oh, yeah. Bethany. No, no, let's do Thompson for Vanderpump. Moving on from there, back to Vanderpump. Um, we're seeing a lot of people start to film with Sandoval. We're getting clips of like James and Allie sitting down with him and a couple other people at dinner. And we're getting scenes and pictures of like, they're all at like Tahoe. Sheena is arm in arm with them or whatever. I mean, it's a whole group of people and you can, you can read into it a lot of ways, right? I think at the end of the day, we all need to understand and realize once again, and I've had some differing opinions about this. I've had time to kind of like process it. It's a fucking TV show. At the end of the day, they're paid for TV. They have to film with the guy. Like you have to film with them. So if you have issue or you're taking umbrage with people being on screen with them, you're having an issue with seeing people reconnect or seemingly just like smooth things over ish. It's going to happen. There's going to be people in the next two or three years, he's going to rekindle a friendship or two. I, I do actually believe that firmly. Do I think we're going to see that this season? No. I think it's still going to be contentious for the most part. I think those scenes are probably relatively forced. Like, you have to film a Sandoval. Sandoval's going to be here. Sandoval's going to be there. they got to bite the bullet and do it. because That's their fucking job. And also, the paychecks this season have to be fucking massive. Yeah, no, and that's that's a big thing. Honestly, if, like you said, like if you have umbrage with it, don't hold the people on the show to doing their job and get mad about it. Hold right. it against Bravo for bringing him back. Right. If you want to do that, which I, I, you know, I don't agree with that either because obviously it makes for great TV because we want to see him squirm. We want to see him get yelled at more. We want a lot more because we only got, you know, the reunion of one episode last year that we actually got him to face the music. So we need to see him face the music because that's what we deserve as viewers. We deserve a lot as viewers, you know? Yep, um, absolutely. But if you want to hold somebody morally corrupt, do it to Bravo. Bravo's bringing yeah. back a guy. Obviously, it makes sense business-wise, but morally, yeah, you don't bring back a guy who did all this because he's a scumbag. So, whatever. There's no real issue that you need to have against this thing. Um, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to Vanderpump, obviously, because we're hearing a lot of rumblings out there. I hope we don't get too many spoilers 
you know yeah with, yeah, with yeah. all that's going on i know people like that i know that you like to dig in and try to catch them at, you know like somebody took a video of them at sir or they saw them out and around la like whatever leave it alone let's just wait till the season starts and then I we can agree. get into it i don't like having spoilers beforehand for reality shows or for real tv that i, I actually enjoy yeah. yeah so it's it just just don't do that and let, let's just let it play out so that we can enjoy it yeah all right knock it off you, you yeah, big spoilers yes yeah, sleuths yeah yes you, you spoilers i don't know what there's no <laughs> other word for that um but the last thing i need to talk about because she had another video today and it was about like megan markle Bethany Frankel needs to be paused from her Instagram account. I can't see her anymore. I don't want to hear her talking about everything. I don't know why she feels it necessary to insert herself into every single thing. And then she has opinions about Tamra. And look, we're not Tamra fans by any stretch. Like we know that she clamored to get back on OC. We know she was clawing, chomping at the bit to do it. Bethany has an opinion about that. It's like, dude, you're doing everything and anything to stay relevant here. And that brings me to the SAG after strike, right? We know the writers are on strike. The actors are on strike. She brings it to the attention that reality stars should unionize and be on strike. Now, reality stars do not get residuals from their shows, which is bullshit. That's not fair. If they're running TV yep. and they're running ads through those reruns, then they should absolutely get paid. Like, that's ridiculous. You're making money off of their name, image, and likeness. That's a no-brainer. Do I agree that they need to set something up in which they might be able to get returns? For sure. They're doing their job. They deserve to get paid, period. Do I think she's the face of this? Do I think that this is an amicable pursuit in which she's trying to be a superhero and try to rally for the people? Fuck no. I think this no. is an opportunistic grab to try to get back in the spotlight. We see that with the outrageous videos that are coming out now. She's sucking down some crab meat oh, while she's talking on the camera. That? Because I have to make it as gross as it was. Like, I hated watching that video. I can't believe it's still up. They should. Like, you know, when you watch on uh, Instagram and it's like warning and it's like kind of blurred over and you have to click like watch anyway. When it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. should have had they should have done that for that video. I don't want to see that shit. But clearly <laughs> to me, it's not she's not in the righteous pursuit. She's not trying to actually make things better. I think she's just trying to use this as an opportunity to get back some screen time, keep her face out there, keep relevancy. And I think that's bullshit. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Um, but even if she was trying to do something like, out, like I, I don't know, like out of the good of her own heart, if you will, it does make sense. Like you said, like these people on reality shows deserve residuals. People are going back, especially in Peacock now. Everything's on demand. Everything's so yeah. easy to get. They deserve residuals if people are going back and watching stuff like I, just throw people out there like Jax or Dodie or something from Vanderpump. When Sandoval went through all of that, how many people went back and rewatched Vanderpump? There right, must have exactly. been like close to like a million people that went back and fully rewatched Vanderpump. Those people who were featured in those shows should still be getting paid for that. Like that makes a lot of sense. I think what she's doing now. Whether she's doing it just kind of like manically going from thing to thing to thing to try to just like show her face in different places is besides the point. If you're going after one thing that makes sense that you actually want done, in this case, it's trying to rally housewives, trying to rally reality TV stars to get into some sort of what's the fucking word? Union. Union. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to try to get into some fucking union. That's great and that's awesome, but everything else that you're doing around this is discrediting that. So when people turn yes. back, they say, "Oh wow, like Bethany made a really good point." But 
She also had 17 videos where she's sucking down crab legs and sounding <laughs> crazy. So now that the 18th video, even if it's good, it gets discredited because nobody wants to hear from her anymore. Nobody cares. They just think that she's going crazy and she obviously has an issue. And we've seen her talk out about the new Verony cast. We've seen her talk about it. Like, like you said, Tamara, it just Meghan sounds like Markle. she's, like, yeah, she's, she's, she's grabbing just trying, grabbing. She just wants attention and you can't have a real cause that you're standing up for in the middle of you going for attention grabs. It doesn't work. That's a really good point. That it, it loses its credibility. Period. Yeah. That, yeah. Absolutely. But I probably um, could have said that like a little more succinctly. But just everybody needs to bear with us today. All right. Yeah, we're gonna have a couple of word salads. Our brains are mush. You know that I commercial where they crack. Union. This is your drug. This is your drug on eggs. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. This is your drug on eggs. Egg drug. This is your brain on drugs. Yoke crack me up. the egg. What the fuck? This is your drug on eggs. Yep. Oh my God. Let's let's just let's just let's clean break. Roni. Let's move on. Let's we'll get move to Roni. To Roni. <laughs> oh my 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 brain's on eggs right now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. Let's get to Roni. Um Episode two, I didn't think it was a banger. Did I enjoy it? For sure. I enjoyed myself. Um, I think it's interesting that they're they're sticking with the food route, apparently. I don't know if that's necessary, but uh, I like it. I, I do like it. I like the cast. Even the people I don't necessarily love, um, i.e. Jessel and Cy, I still understand what they're bringing to the screen. I know I think Cy is getting a pretty decent response from the audience overall i think jessel is getting a kind of mixed review response from just comments and stuff that i've been reading but um let's start it out or actually before we do like what we're two episodes in how do you feel about it thus i i I feel the same i mean obviously like last week i thought was a people came for us but i thought it was a smashing success i thought that it was good it felt it felt fresh it just felt good um yeah look we kind of expected there was going to be a letdown somewhere whether it's because of the setting, whether it's because of the cast, whether Bryn not being there is kind of part of it there. We, we don't really know yet. You know, like if this was maybe season two, season three, and we, we kind of know how everything works and we can point to one thing as to why this episode was down. It's, you know, Bryn's absence because Bryn makes everything go. OK, that makes sense. Or, all right, we shouldn't have had them in the Hamptons because there's not a lot going on and they're kind of just still getting comfortable with each other. That makes sense to me, too. I honestly think that probably both of us are kind of looking at this show right now from an op uh, an optimist perspective, just saying like, okay, like, yeah, it wasn't bad. I wasn't bored. It just didn't have a whole lot of substance. Um, now I I will say graded, like it's going to be graded a little bit more strict only because it's number two. I think that if this is an episode, like you said, like season seven of a show, you would have just been like, huh? Yeah, it was fine. It's whatever. It was like another week. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, like you said, like kind of, Going back to the food route, which I don't know if that was organic or inorganic, but it 
it just doesn't seem like there's enough there. Like we do, we do need to get in some like palpable drama, which it seems like towards the end of the episode, we kind of do get into when uh, Jessel just kind of like goes on a rant and it's like, all right, you're, you're you started like off. That. Okay. But now you're just I, I being, like that. And that's a good thing. Like we kind of do need something like that. But uh, I mean, with this episode in particular, I thought that it was good because we are still getting to learn who these women are kind of what makes them exactly and we need that and i thought that what we got from this obviously one it was very interesting because i'm now under the assumption that all hampton's houses look the same because when they walked into aaron's house like oh it's a fucking summer house all right cool like (laughs) where's kyle i'm I'm pretty sure kyle stayed there like two or three years ago i'm pretty sure i recognize that house yeah they had to downgrade from five bedrooms to four bedrooms because they couldn't do that But, but the coolest thing is and she she remains the coolest coolest chick ever it goes to Jenna Lyons' spot in the Hamptons, who's richer than all of them, probably. She's got a fucking 1,500-square-foot, like, little lofty-looking, cool, edgy little spot in the Hamptons. Of course she does. Of course yeah. she has 1,500 square feet, and she's totally content with it. And she pulls up in an old-school Mercedes-Benz. Like, she's just so Well, that's the thing cool. is, yeah, she's so fucking cool, and she also has already told us she hates hosting. She does not yeah. like it when there's too many people around. She likes one-on-ones. She likes to be with like one or two people so that she can really get to know them. Otherwise, she feels like she kind of blends into the background that she doesn't really get to show her actual personality, which I think by the end of the season, she'll step it up a little bit when she's around the whole crew. But yeah, of course she has a 1,500 square foot place in the Hamptons because she's not going to have more than one or two other people there. No, she's content. She doesn't need more than that. I she's, love that. She's, That's great. Yeah, dude, she's dope. Um, but let's get into it. We... uh we see them packing, which is, I don't care if you're an influencer. That was ridiculous. That was absolutely insane. Borderline embarrassing. If you're going to pack that it's three days. Yeah. Like it's three days. She brought enough clothes for a month, dude. And I'm not trying to like knock anybody. I get it. If you want to make outfit changes, I know you got to pack some extra shit. I get that you're on TV. You want to look your best. I'm not knocking that. There was wardrobe bags. There was actual luggage. The whole back of an Escalade, like extended Escalade or Tahoe Suburban, whatever the fuck that was, was filled to the brim for three days for three people. It's so funny because honestly, like I, I like like you said, like I get it. Like you're a content creator. You're in fashion. You want to make sure that you look good. You have all these outfits. You want to take pictures, blah, blah, blah. I whatever. respect that. I respect that entirely. However, she did start to annoy me throughout the episode with the whole content creating thing. Like there's no need for you to sit at dinner in the middle of this nice restaurant and complain like, oh no, I, th- the picture of this martini is wrong. Like, first off, that's, I think at this point, social media one-on-one, you don't take pictures of your fucking drink anymore, loser. Like, yeah. that's just not, like, people did that when Instagram first dropped in like 2011. It's like, oh yeah, like my yeah. first post on Instagram, which you can probably go see right now, was a plate of wings and a beer. And I'm like, I, hell yeah. yeah. Fucking and you great get, like, Thursday the, night. You got to get the angle, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, and I, I, I put some like filter. grainy fucking filter on it. Like, but that's <laughs> what I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, you're an actual content creator. You want to do this. Don't take a picture of your martini. Nobody gives a shit. Take a picture of yourself. Take a picture of the ambiance. Take a picture of what's going on. Take a picture of the fucking sunset for all I care. The other ladies at the table, like night out with the girls. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. I wasn't kidding. That's Shooter's first post. That's fucking great. You weren't three likes, three likes, three, two. No, sorry. That was two likes, three comments. And it is, in fact, a plate of wings and a Sierra Nevada pale ale with a grainy filter, the white border around the frame. Yep. And you added somebody that one comment is you and you added somebody. Perfect. At 
at somebody. That's <laughs> that, at somebody. That's I love the that. early that's, days of Instagram. It's the early days of Instagram, and that's what I felt when she was doing this. When she was taking a picture of her martini, I'm like, nobody cares. Like this is annoying. Now I don't like. I get what you do. That's great, but you don't see jenna sitting over there commenting on everybody's outfits that walk by and trying to give them like fashion tips on fucking j crew it's like that doesn't make any sense just leave it alone take a couple of pictures but don't be annoying about it like i get it you want to take pictures with your friends that's fine but don't constantly say well i'm a content creator so i gotta make sure these pictures are great it's like we fucking know it's 2023 we know what content creators are we know what influencers are they're everywhere they're all over the place kudos to you genuinely for being able to make a living off of it that's awesome you get to like promote your own life and people pay for it great seriously that's that's not easy to do especially in this saturated market we don't need to be told what you're doing we get it we understand the premise of a social media content creator but exactly they're driving to the house and aaron's setting up for everybody to come over and she i do think this is a strong move i think this is very presumptuous to be like i'm only getting caviar because caviar is not for everybody. it is very i would it's have been very rigid. rich i would have exactly been you know what i mean like a lot of people would be like what the fuck we're only having caviar that being said it was like four in the afternoon before dinner should she had more snack options yeah but I, don't, I just the, the level of complaining about the caviar got a little ridiculous. Like I, the girls are in the car, like fake gagging and like, yeah, that, I, I agree with that. and all that stuff. Like, but I do I have know. an issue with it. I get like you're going from New York to the Hamptons, which is like a th- on a Friday or whatever the hell oh, they were doing. It's a three hour drive, but up they were there. snacking in the car. Yeah, I know, but still, you just want like a little bit more, like put some sort of meat out there, just like meat and cheese plate always hits. That will I, I will eat a ton of shit. Well, shit. Last week the meat and, or the cheese plate caused the whole thing. So you yeah, gotta be careful with cheese. Then just eat the meat or whatever. Like, and I get like Uba with her dietary restrictions. She wants to go get a to fucking provision. sandwich from a yeah. deli and go to yeah, get provision, whatever. She made but, me want to go to provision. She sold me. I was like, this place has to be great. She will not stop talking about great. it. Yeah, it's it a great name. Great. It's a great name. Um, but yeah, so I, I I do understand that. I think it was honestly. Well, I, I think we learned two things about her. And like one. I think it was a bad move to only have caviar. You should uh, definitely have some other options there just to keep people at least like, okay, until seven o'clock dinner, because even seven o'clock dinner, you're sitting down in the Hamptons. There's no rush there. Nobody fucking moves quickly. So everybody's going to slide around. You're going to get a couple of drinks. You're not going to actually eat till closer to eight. Like there's a long time there. You need some carbs. You, you need some carbs need just some to carbs. hold you over, just and otherwise you're gonna get. Yeah. Otherwise you're gonna get some hangry people, and I, you know what? I'm I'm a big hangry guy. If I don't eat, I know you are too. If you don't eat, yeah. you start getting a little, a little upset about things. So you call just me give on them it. some food. But I, what I will also say is, I think Erin handled it well for all she the complaining did. that was going on, for all the bitching and moaning that was going on about the caviar, and obviously Uba going out to go get her own thing. Which the funny thing is, Uba was just like normal about it. Hey, you I know, like I'm that. not going to yeah. eat that. I'm going to go get my own food. It's like, okay, whatever. Go get your own didn't food. Cause didn't cause a scene. She just got up and went and got it. No, but the other women were sitting there complaining about it and complaining about it and complaining about it. And Erin kept her cool. Look, Erin had people at her house in the Hamptons. She was really excited to have people there. I'm happy that, you know, obviously, who, who was it? Cy or Jessel that had to go sleep in the uh, the kids' room? Uh, that was Jessel. Yeah, Jessel had to go. To, yeah, Jessel had to go to the kids' room. There was no real room complaining either, which I thought was nice. I complained always. Do you yeah, have a bigger room? This isn't going to work for me. I don't like. I'm not a big Psy fan. I'm not no. after this episode. She wasn't my favorite. She did complain about the room. She did it in that like 
fake joking way where it's like you're not actually kidding you're actually upset about the size of a closet in a guest room at a guest house like at somebody's well guest. maybe if you didn't bring 15 fucking bags that's what i'm you saying you can't get upset it. because you brought your entire closet yeah and she doesn't have space for it like that's not fair but yeah that's a good point jenna gets to the house and the dill issue comes up i firmly agree dill dill sucks Dill is a terrible, terrible herb. I don't like it. It, it. I only use it when people want it. Like when I do private events, if people want a like a dill dish, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I don't eat dill. I think it's overpowering. I think it it ruins your palate for the rest of the evening. It just it's too strong. Jenna is totally right. I love the pring. I've had a Pringle with caviar, and it is a weirdly a very satisfying pair. I love I Pringles, so I'm fine with that. I know. So for side of shit on the Pringle, like oh, you're going high and low. It's like, dude, come on. She got a catering caviar company. You know that shit's expensive. You yep. cannot shit on her because the company is like, we're trying a bunch of new things. We put caviar on a Pringle. I've had caviar on a Pringle. It's fucking great. So that's weird when she takes digs at like, but I guess that's kind of what we want. You know, like that upper, like high society part of the house. That's, again, I think where it's that's, like, the, that's the part that I struggle with where I do want that. But it still is going to bother me in some capacity. Yeah, and I'm going to yeah, get annoyed by it. But it. also, we do it. kind of need that because if everybody just goes copacetic and everybody's just having a good time the whole time, we're going to need something more. So I, we do need to kind of toe that line at some point. But I'm still okay this early on, just kind of getting to know everybody instead of you know forcing people and and having them complain totally. about Pringles. I would rather it grow organically, kind of how it is or seemingly is. Um, I'm okay with it starting a little slow, I guess is what I'm saying. Like this, yeah. this episode not being a banger, I'm okay with because I want it to grow. We both have talked about it at length, even before the show aired. We don't want forced drama. We refuse yeah. forced drama. So the fact that they're not pushing it too hard, I, I actually like the fact that it's slower. But I do need to ask you. I feel like Aaron is trying to make it seem as though her and Jenna are like this. I do not think they're that tight. The way she talks about Jenna, it's like, oh, I know Jenna better than everybody. Like, I wish she would like come out of her shell and like be herself. It's like, I don't think you're actually that tight with her. I think you're trying to be. I think you want to be. But I think this is, again, like a Beverly Hills, Diana Jenkins scenario, where as soon as Diana Jenkins got on the scene, Lisa Rinna was right up her ass. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. And, Look, maybe she is tight with her and because we know how Jenna is, where Jenna's not coming out of her shell in a big group, we're not really seeing it as much. But if you truly are tight with somebody, you're not going to keep boasting about it either in person or in your confessionals. So I do understand like there, there's got to be some reasonable doubt there where you're thinking, well, stop talking about it. Like Now yeah. you're starting to make me think that you're actually not tight with her because you're talking about it too much. So yeah. I, I do think there is some of that in there. I don't want to completely discredit it and say that she's not because she could be. And maybe that's just how she is. And she's boastful, which also would make sense as a housewife. I think it's a farce. Yeah. I mean, it could be honestly like time will tell and we'll be able to see because in the future, I'm sure we'll have a couple of one-on-one scenes with just the two of them. We'll be able to see how close they actually are. If it's still just like that surface level bullshit, then we'll know right away. But she like, I'm back and forth on. So she moved up on my power rankings. So she went from like bottom to, I think she's at three now. Honestly, Sai and Jessel are four and five uh, respectively, but she moved up because of how she rolled with the complaints. She didn't let it ruin her night. She didn't let it like put her in a bad mood. She just called out how ridiculous it was and just kind of was like, nah, whatever. I'm not dealing Mm -hmm. with this shit. Like even 
more so at dinner when you know Jenna needs her dreamy coffee and can't have regular. What coffee. is what is dreamy coffee? I don't know, but it sounds wonderful. I want it. I know, me too. As soon as she said, I was like, "Ooh, what is that?" Because that sounds delightful. Coffee. I could actually, I might make a cup of decaf after this. That sounds nice. But <laughs> I don't think that's what dreamy coffee is. But all right, it's not. I'm just saying, I'd coffee sounds good <laughs> now. But um, we go back to earlier in the episode a little bit. Uh, we're jumping around, but that's fine. And um, we get to find out that Jessel has not had sex for two years at this point since the kids were born, uh, the twins. And um, I'm not trying to throw shade here at all. All right. So I guess I'm treading lightly, but not really. When they ask her, like, are you at least giving blowjobs? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, nope. If you haven't banged in two years, I don't think that there's there's extracurriculars happening frequently. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, 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 I thought it was weird. I mean, I, I think this is, again, this is just going to be like a learning curve for a lot of these women. A lot of times when you bring up sex and the fact that you haven't had sex in a little while, they hold on to that and they are not. Oh, that's they hit it. They hammered the shit home to the point where yeah. I actually started feeling bad for her at the end. I was like, all right, guys, like we get it. Leave her alone a little bit because she's probably right. a little self-conscious about it. Like, yeah, I mean, talking. you don't want to keep talking about it and talking about it and talking about it because maybe that maybe if it wasn't an issue to begin with, it now is. So just kind of like leave her alone. But also that's kind of on Jessel for giving up that information in the first place. Again, though, it is a housewife show, so you know you kind of want them to be, be vulnerable with their actual lives, and I, I do appreciate that. So I, I will err on the side of appreciating that Jessel did share that on live TV on you know yeah, in no, a car with that. these yeah. women. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's cool. But I will take some points away from the other women who just kept hounding her and hounding her and hounding her because that's just not going to work. But I think, like you said, it's a learning curve, right? Like they yeah. they're going to learn. They're trying to play the game the right way, so they find out some drama. They're trying to like hammer at home a little bit they're like "Ooh, this might be good i think that's good kind of what we're seeing a little mm -hmm. bit is like learning how to take some information and then use it to your benefit on the show and i think that's going to take a little time you got to get seasoned i think they're going to learn which ones are going to really hit and which ones are more of a kind of a one-off like let's talk about it and move on i think that's just going to be a growing pain of a new cast for sure but um moving on and this is also like a knock on Aaron again, like, you know, so they show up empty handed and she goes, you never show up to a house empty handed cut to last week. She walks into Jenna Lyons place empty handed. Didn't bring it because it was so, raining is was her, excuse. which is not an excuse. So like, here's where I'm like, and again, it goes back to the, I was joking comment last week when she called somebody about the cheese. It just seems to me that she's kind of, she says what people want to hear or she says what she thinks people like us, the audience want to hear. I don't know. I, it doesn't seem genuine in those moments, but then you have the moments where she's cool, calm and collected after everyone's being annoying about the food. I'm like, all right, there's, there's a good housewife here. And I think that mm -hmm. I, I will end up liking Aaron more. So like, like I said, she's already moved up two notches on my power ranking. So I'm excited to see what the future holds for. It's just like, it's like two steps forward, one step back, but always, Let's keep going. Um, they're all at the house and they're kind of shooting the shit. We're learning a little bit more about these women. We start to talk about Jenna's mom. I guess she passed away six weeks ago from when this was filmed and um, had battled a sickness for eight months. We ended up starting to get better and then it was a quick decline and ended up passing away. We end up also finding out that she was not very close with her due to her mom being diagnosed late in life with Asperger's. Um, right. Which is really like, 
and I mean this respectfully, just intriguing to, you know, who Jenna Lyons, the person is. I think that I would like to hear more about this in a respectful manner. I think it's just kind of a unique scenario that you don't really get to hear about. And I think that it's really cool that she's willing to share that information on TV. And I would like for her to speak on it because I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there, whether it's parents or children or brothers or sisters or whomever that can probably relate to that. And we love when these women are vulnerable enough to put themselves out there. So I think that she could do a lot of good with that storyline if she wants to pursue it. But I also, I'm curious what her route's going to be because we learned that she is dating somebody, but is refusing to announce who that is. Like she won't disclose that information, which yeah. is, I don't like that. I, I, I get it. It's one of those things that, and that's, I think that's one of the hardest aspects of watching these shows is trying to separate real people from reality tv and in if you're giving me like the logical choice here sure yeah whoever she's dating she's always felt guarded when she's dating somebody maybe it goes back to when she was outed when she was dating that girl for a couple of weeks which i can't they, imagine right and that, that no, would be yeah, a good that, reason to not f- want to talk about it like you sure. got outed by the post like yeah i'm not sharing my personal life i get that that's totally fair and reasonable it's just it's such a weird line to tiptoe now because yeah. she's on a housewife show you know and, and i, I, and I, I think that's i think that's the problem too and i think that's where we're going to get a lot of people that are split on it because yeah maybe maybe her partner isn't maybe her partner's in the in a similar situation that she was in a couple of years ago you when know, she yeah, was out in true. the post and like we maybe don't she that. doesn't want to quite do it so we don't we don't want that we want people to kind of go at their own speed figure out what they want to do the partner maybe just didn't sign up for this and she understands that so she's protecting them i get it um uh, I guess, yeah, I, I kind of land where you are, where it's like, look, you signed up for a reality TV. You should be able to tell them. But at the same time, I think the problem is that I like Jenna a lot and I want her to do well. That as soon as Sai steps in and she goes, well, she's met my husband. It's like, yeah, but your husband is somebody that you've married. You have kids with that we're going right. to see on the show who you probably consulted with about the show. And he said, sure, that sounds like a good idea. Get on the show. And as we know from talking to other husbands, like, yeah, you didn't really sign up for a lot of this. And, you know, you're not getting paid directly by Bravo, but you still have to show a lot of your life. It's really tough. I do understand if a partner wants to stay away from this. Like that no, makes a lot of sense to me after hearing a lot of people talk about it. So that's where I'm kind of leaning. But again, it is a reality TV show. You should share as much as you possibly can. And I think what I might at the end of this episode, how I kind of felt about it, it's the second episode. I think that we will get everybody kind of fully out of their shell at some point and we'll be able to know what's going on. And honestly, if by the end of the season, Jenna's still kind of guarding things, uh, you know, we're not really learning a whole lot about everybody. It's just kind of like that surface level, whatever, every every week we might have to have bravo step in and just say look you need to share more you're, you're on this show for a reason you need to figure it out we need to know more about you you need to actually get into these personal conversations and be willing to share your personal life with the audience that's the whole point of this show so uh, it, it might just need some tinkering but i'm gonna let it simmer because it's only episode two yeah no i agree with that and again it's a touchy subject for sure and we're not here to say I can't imagine getting outed by the fucking New York post. That's insane. That's horrible. Like, so yeah, obviously you're going to have some scar tissue there and understandably. So it's a, it's a weird line because yeah, you're on reality TV. We need to know about your life at the same time. It's a very real backstory of why you don't want to share that part of your life. And I get that's, it's very, again, it's a tough line, but um, let's move on. And they get to, to dinner 
Um, after the lingerie talk, but that kind of ties into the dinner because the main conversation about dinner is Jessel and her sex life. And uh, everybody's got an opinion. Everybody has it figured out. And she says that she's self-conscious because of her C-section scar. And they've just never kind of, what do they break the seal was the term used. Um, yes. Yeah. Break the seal. And look, I can't imagine what it's like to have a C-section scar. We'll never understand that. And I'm not going to speak like I do understand that. And I would imagine that if you're self-conscious about it, then having sex after having a child would be difficult. And I understand that your body goes through so many changes. I do a lot of postpartum training at the gym. There's a lot of things that you have to work through. Your body goes through hell and your hormones are crazy. You have to get back to balance. And it's a really difficult process that you and I never have to go through. So like speaking on it's next to impossible. However, I think that for her to be vulnerable enough to talk about it and open up about it. And then for everybody in the group to have an opinion on how to fix it without being sentimental about it or showing any kind of sympathy, like just get on his dick and ride. It's like, it's not that simple or they would have done that. You know what I mean? And like, I'm not a big Jessel fan, but at the same time, she gave you the info she's talking about it. And she's also not clapping back at all of you for having an opinion about it, but let's maybe lighten the fuck up. Like talk to her as a friend, like, okay, how do you think you can move past that? What have you guys tried? Have you tried anything? Can we help you through this instead of just put a sash over it? Just do this. It's not clearly it's not that easy or they would have done that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think that's a good point. And I think that you can, you don't even have to look at this like, oh yeah, they're not that comfortable with each other yet. They're not this and that. Like if I'm not comfortable with somebody yet, I am not going to tell them, Hey, you just need to start fucking like that's not, that is certainly not where I'm going to go immediately. I, you know, I'll either just kind of give them the space to talk and just figure out like where they are, or you give them actual advice and don't just do that. And I think that that's part of it where these women are just, you know, they're on TV for the first time. They're just going to kind of like go off and just start yelling random things. And they're not really considering Jessel's feelings on the matter. Like, yeah, they're, they haven't had sex in two years. There might be something else at work here. Maybe she's, you know, whatever's going on there is something that's going on in their marriage. If she's bringing this up now, I think personally, she brought this up for a reason. Maybe she does want advice. Maybe she wants help. Maybe she wants people to kind of like chime in. But this is not the help that she needs. It's it just doesn't fucking help because that's not how it works. Like, no, you should be able to sit down and just be like, hey, have you gone to like a therapist to talk about this? Is it a big issue with the two of you? Do you want to do this? Have you talked about it? Have you done this or that? Not. Hey, just jump on his dick and like figure it out. Like, hey, yeah, that's a fucking get, get in that sexy lingerie that you're gonna have out there and just you know wear it home and just see how it goes. Like, no, that's just not the fucking answer. You need to figure this out from a different standpoint. And she's coming to you guys for help, and you're not giving her help. You're just yelling things. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, and you know what? I think that it kind of explains at the end. You know, I thought she was being an asshole about the lingerie. You know, she didn't like her lingerie, and she had a lot to say about it. <clears throat> A couple of the other women, Uba, had something to say about hers. At the end of the day, it was a gift to you by Jenna, right? You don't have to wear this shit after this evening. Like, I've gotten plenty of clothes for Christmas, for birthdays that I don't like. I don't open it and go, what the fuck is this? I'm not no. going to wear this. This is hideous. This makes me look awful, blah, blah, blah. And that's, that's the thing the is she, yeah, she put it on and then went throughout the house and kept yelling about it. And like, at first I kind of agreed with her. I was like, yeah, that does kind of suck. Like if it's unflattering and you don't like it, like that's one thing, but you can't 
wear it around the house and then keep talking trash on it to the person that gave it to you. Like, no, you, what you do is you wear it. You look in the mirror and say, you know what? This isn't for me. It just doesn't fit right. It feels weird. Take it back off. Put on your fucking pajamas and go downstairs and just be like, yeah, you know what? I tried it on. The fit just wasn't right. Um, you know, maybe I can get, maybe I can get it taken in. And then you don't right. get it taken in. You just no, you fucking just leave it, it in again. a box and just never Correct. wear it again. Like that's the way to go about, about it. it. You don't fucking you don't carry a tirade like a two year old and start but she screaming takes it about it as an insult. That's yeah. how she takes it. As though Jenna was trying to like throw shade at her and. I don't think she was at all. I think she Not was like, all. oh, this will be fun. I'm going to buy lingerie for all these ladies. It's my, it's her first girl's trip. And the fact that she's trying to do things that are quote unquote girl trippy, like I bought us all lingerie. It's cute. Here's yours. Here's yours. Here's yours. That's nice. Like take it for it is it's nice, a yeah. gift. You don't have to fucking wear it after tonight. Like don't cause a scene. However, that's when I was like, oh, here we go. Okay. Jenna's clearly unhappy with it. Jessel legitimately stomps up the stairs while saying, I hate it. I hate it. Like she's like throwing a tantrum like a teenager. Now we're getting into it a little bit. Now we're starting yeah. to see a little bit of a divide. And I do think that when push comes to shove, I think Jessel will be able to hold her own. I'm curious to see how Jenna goes off because I would imagine she's very polished from the media. She's been in the limelight, right? She goes to the Met Gala every year. Like she's, she's a person. She's a big name. So I'm curious to see how she's going to respond when the drama starts falling. Like I don't know. I, I think she's just going to be quiet. I think that she's just going to go like, be fully timid and not say anything. And then like, I don't know, episode three or four, she's going to have a mental fucking breakdown and start crying because Here's of this tirade side. that happened. Here's the flip side. When asked about, you know, episode one, Jess is like, I would have loved to have worked with you. She's like, ask anybody that's worked for me if they loved it. So now I'm like, okay, are we going to see that person come out? I hope so. Boss Jenna, where she's like, oh, I don't take this shit from anybody. I'm about yep. to put you in your place. That's what I want to see. Am I confident we're going to get that? No. I'm no, leaning more towards all. the polished, like, press answer, media answer. But we're getting some, some rumblings. I'm excited to see what happens. Agreed. That takes us to Atlanta. And I like this episode. Um I like this season and I love, I love trips. I love that we're in Portugal still. I have no real issues with it. It's so funny because I accidentally texted Zach in the group today. I thought I was just texting you. I texted you both. And I was like, are we doing Atlanta and Roni tonight? And Zach responded quickly. Atlanta sucks this season. And I was like, I, yep. <laughs> I guess, I guess it has to be just a perspective thing. We haven't seen the other ones. So maybe if we'd seen every season, we'd be like, Oh, this is brutal. But we enjoy. I enjoy it still. I I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I, look, I I will start this off this recap off by saying it feels so good to be right about Drew and Ron. Oh, I know. Like I obviously know. we knew everybody knew that they got divorced and then there was like a tumultuous split and obviously they were like racing to get the fucking divorce filed Which and everything. Is hilarious. Um, but last week we did say it's really fucking weird that Drew's crying about this. Like Sheree, yeah, Sheree was wrong. And she started going off about random things that you just don't go off about. And she honestly, she just put her foot in her mouth because then people started talking about she by Sheree. And we find out that she did take everything back after the reunion. So if she had just left everything alone, we wouldn't know about that. And you would be right. fine. Instead, she kept digging and digging and digging. But I don't think that she ever said anything wrong to Drew that would have invoked that kind of emotion from her. And instead, we got Drew crying. And you and I talked about it last week. And we said, look, 
it looks like there's a lot more going on here. It looks like this Ralph stuff is starting to creep in and we don't know about it because maybe Drew doesn't get a whole lot of camera time compared to her co-stars. So we're not really see, seeing everything happen. I think that Drew's getting a lot of, of play. She is. She is this year. She is this year. But like it's not out in the open. Like I think all right, personally what I think is after obviously after the season wrapped, we knew that Drew and Ralph split. Yes. Uh, I'm not seeing, I haven't been seeing like hints of that, like Bravo kind of up their production and their editing to make it look worse and worse and worse. I think we're just seeing the real story here. And I think that you and I just kind of put it together that she was crying because of that. And we start off the episode confirmation right then and there. She goes from, yeah, you know, it's, it's a thousand dollar dispute and blah, blah, blah. And we've, the, the I forget exactly who said it, but uh, I think maybe Kenya. It was Kenya, Kenya, was Kenya like, goes, yeah, how much is a thousand dollars eight ways? Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, Which is point. like, and even I, I was like, "That's not the point of it." I do get no, that. Like, there's but more. We to find this out that it wasn't just. It's not that she was sitting in court. It's not that she's dealing with this and she's being like blackmailed or anything. She just starts talking about Ralph, and she starts talking about how the manager in the music video was rubbing oil on her mm-hmm. on his skin and making him look good, and they were flirting. And then she wanted to fly him out to Vegas to go do this whole thing. And there's all this other stuff going on, like for her to go from. You were just yelling at me about a thousand dollar dispute that I have to deal with. And everybody just kind of wrote it off like that. That's fucking nothing for her to go from that immediately to the Ralph thing. That's confirmation right then and there. We know what's going on. This is why this is why Drew is going through it. And we're actually seeing this in real time. We were right. That's all I can say. We were. There's, spot there's nothing on. more to say. We were spot on. Spot on, sir. Nostradamus. 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 We haven't been Nostradamus in a minute, so I like yeah. that. Welcome back. But the next thing is um, Kenya actually points out, and I agree with her. And I don't love Kenya, but I did agree. Candy is checked out. She and I'm not saying not rightfully so. I do understand that she's running a million different companies and she has her music career and her producing career. Like she does everything right. She does film music, food clothes. Like she's got her hand in everything. So I get it. You're on the show. You are a real housewife. You have to show up like you need to show up. And when you do, you have to be present more so than a fight every third week that gets brushed off pretty fucking quickly. Like you need to be part of the conversation and she's really not. And that's a bummer because I like Candy. I want to see her get in the mix more. And I'm glad Kenya called her out. And I'm glad that Candy even took it. You know, she went to her confessional. She's like, I know. And if these ladies tell me they don't want to hang out with anymore, like, I get it. I would say the same shit. So at least she's self-aware about it. But at the same time, that's almost more damning because it's like, well, you get it, but you're still not 100% there. And Yeah, then it, uh, I, I, I like that. And this is kind of, I think, a precursor for what's going to happen. I like that we're seeing a bit of a split. We're seeing a divide. It almost is happening like organically. It's almost happening at the exact same time where you start to see that Courtney's kind of stepping up a little bit. And she's (laughs) talking to Marlo and defending Marlo. We'll we'll, we'll get to the Courtney thing. That was fucking hilarious. And and like Courtney's kind of standing up for herself. And she's realizing that, you know. Maybe Sheree is getting some shit. Maybe Marlo is getting some shit from these women. Like, I'm going to stand up for myself because that's not what I want to do. And in that same moment that you're seeing kind of a team form on the other side against Kenya, mostly, you start to see that Kenya is calling out Candy. And she doesn't really want to do it. She's apprehensive to do it. But she's forced to talk about it. Because once you bring it up, oh, yeah, Kenya said this about Candy. You know Candy's going to say, what the fuck did you say? Like, just tell me right now. What did you actually say? 
And that's kind of where we start to go between Kenya bringing up how Candy's kind of checked out from the whole show, from hanging out with everybody, to Drew just straight up calling out Candy for lying later. Like, yeah. we're seeing that whole team just split. And look, I think I think Candy can stand on her own and handle everything fine. Without I don't think... Doubt. And like, yeah, maybe it's because she's a little checked out, but I think it's also because she's seasoned. She's the longest tenured housewife at this point. She knows how to play it and she knows to just kind of let these things roll off of her. And that's great. I don't think that she ever needed the team. I think that what we need to see, obviously Drew's going through her shit. So I'll be kind of sensitive about that and just kind of let her kind of get through it. I have but a I soft need, spot I, for Drew, honestly. I do, too, I do too, just because of what's going on. But I, I need to see Kenya stand on her own because I don't think she can. I think I... That- Ooh, I like that. I, I, I need I need Kenya on her own. I need Kenya without Drew to start just talking over her without like Manetta's kind of distancing herself a little Bro, bit. No, Manetta, no, she was. And then when they started talking at the table and the DMs come back up about like Marlo, Manetta jumps very quickly at Marlo and goes, and you know, I didn't appreciate they weren't even talking about it. But yeah. she brings it up. Like, I don't appreciate how you just like brought out the DMs when she showed everybody Roy. I thought that was much more organic than Kenya forcing it because what's his face? Uh, Martel had DM'd Kenya two years prior. Right. And didn't even have the DM on record. Like at least Marlo had it. She had the receipt and yeah. it came up because she was like, Oh my God, is that Roy? I went on a date with him. I'm like, that seems pretty genuine of a moment to me. And then to actually have the receipt, but you haven't, you don't have an issue with Kenya who brought up a two year old receipt that she didn't even have. Yeah, like no, that's like a good that. point. All right, Get fine. out of well, Maybe it's it's not as much money yet because she, she also doesn't have as much power on the show anyway. But I I do want to just see Kenya kind of have to stand on her own and not have people backing her up. Well, because she, if she starts because pissing she people fell. off. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, because she <laughs> fell. How fucking hilarious, by the way, are the optics of the Portuguese slippery when wet sign? It's a fucking the banana. banana? Meal. I thought it, it was, was so fucking funny. Awesome. And foreshadow- I, the foreshadowing there was brilliant it was like a perfect. banana peel like and uh, then she hits the deck it's just so fucking funny but yeah i mean we, we can honestly we can just get right into that too when kenya goes down i my first thought was she landed on because you know how they always have those microphone things like the boxes taped to their oh back. you thought she landed on the box I, that thing must fucking kill she did that she on her butt i know she landed right on her ass but that thing, I, I thought that she landed on that, and I was like, "Oh, that fucking that would like sucked. that that'll break a fucking vertebrae in a heartbeat." But yeah, she lands on her ass, and then I, out of was nowhere, it necessary of- to go before I know where you're going, and I can't wait to get to that part, and I'll let you do it. But he didn't need the stretcher. Come no, on. no, like, she's no. grabbing her back. She makes it this whole thing, and I'm like, "All right, dude." Like, did it hurt? Yeah. Was it embarrassing? Probably. You acted like you fell off the second story and landed there. Like you slipped and landed on your ass. It sucks. I'm sure it's going to leave a pretty big bruise. That was ridiculous. That was too much. No, that was, I mean, that was absolutely too much. And right as completely out of fucking left field with Courtney, who has been (laughs) through a wild season of being maybe the most annoying character I've ever seen in the first couple of episodes, just screaming and yelling at a high pitched noise that I had to turn the TV down. To now this, just sitting there with Drew at the bar after Kenya falls. Kenya's actually actively getting stretchered into the ambulance <laughs> as we're going on. And Courtney just goes right after it goes, you know, when the universe has a or the universe has a strange way of forcing things when it's necessary. And that is like, like, wild. Hmm. And you know what it is? Like, 
the I was I was just wondering like why like I get like yeah Kenya kind of gets on people's nerves and she does this and that whatever. This is all because fucking Kenya when Courtney touched her made such a big scene and now Courtney's like well fuck that you just well, fell no, on your ass I, right after that. Do I think that she deserves to fall? No. Do no. I think that she has been a mean girl to Courtney? I really do. She's she doesn't give her the time of day. She seems like she's above her. Like she doesn't have time for it because she's she's kenya and she's not going to talk to like somebody lesser than her and courtney's like the friend of she's new like she doesn't seem like she's giving her any respect so yeah. i understand why courtney feels scorned did i see this coming fuck no not at and all. Then the best part is like she says that kind of it's a little bit ambiguous right like the universe has a way of forcing things you can read into that you know what she's saying but it is slightly open door she fucking doubles down. Pretty much, karma's a bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah. but that I it, like I've never seen that, and I, I think that she just assured herself as a spot for the next year or two in yeah, one fucking line, one like, line with that one line. Like, yeah, maybe if she was still as annoying as she was in the first couple episodes, and then she dropped that, I might feel a little differently. But I feel like she's been doing pretty well recently, and having her own thing go on. Like, if she wants to start a fucking beef with Kenya. I'm for I'm it. Like, that's it, awesome. Like, what a way to go where we saw in the beginning, like, yeah, Courtney's kind of talking about this and talking about this. And then she's stepping back. Like, no, she says that immediately. And not to Marlo, who would laugh at that. Not to Trey, who would, you know, try to explain it a little bit more, whatever. She says it to Drew. And Drew's just, like, taken back. Like, what the fuck? But like, it's what, weird what because when Drew wants to play the family card, she does, right? Like, when she wants to lean into, oh, she's my cousin. Like, she's very quick to be like, we defend family. Like, how are you going to oh, talk yeah. about my family like this? But if it's against Kenya, then she has an issue with it. She yes. can't just let that roll. And she's going to go. I she's going to snitch. Fine, she's going though. to snitch on her cousin. Like, you're, you know, I, I get that. But it's yes, it is. Because she Not just going to play that stance. But she just met her. We talked about this. She just and it's also oh, Ralph's. Cousin. I agree. No, no, no. I agree. Oh, with that's that. the other thing is she's also Ralph's cousin. She's going through all this shit with Ralph. And you've got uh, Ralph's true. cousin sitting there. It's like, ah, yeah, you know, I just met you a I, couple of months ago. Look, I, <laughs> I don't really with, give a shit. I agree with what you are saying. Yes, I'm saying the way that Drew likes to spin it sometimes is that, you know, blood is thicker than water. Like, I stand by oh, my family. Know, Courtney's yeah. my family. But when it's against Kenya, she decides that, oh, she's not really my. That's when she's like, oh, that's Ralph's cousin. She plays both sides. I agree. Sides, yeah, she does. She does. She does definitely play both sides. Um. It's it was just so fucking funny to see, and honestly, it's it's wild because yeah, you know, obviously after that we get Kenya going to the hospital, and Candy has to go with her, and we've said this all along. It is funny when the two of them are not there. Obviously, like Drew, who had a tumultuous night the night before, whatever. Manana doesn't really have a leg to stand on, so she's just going to be nice to people. They have a nice time. They go to the fucking pottery thing and they just start painting things. They're all mm -hmm. having a great time. They're laughing. They do a fake fight in the middle of it, which I'm sure like the, the Portuguese and the Irish woman were like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> but it was still funny. And it was just like a good it was just good downtime in the meantime, like just something that kind of gets us through. And I that's like what we that. always we always love to see that on the trips because you can't escape each other. You can't just go run and hide in your room unless you're Kenya and you can just go run and hide in your room in, a, in an event thing that you planned. But otherwise, <laughs> yeah, the, otherwise you could just go hang out. You have to hang out with each other and you have to get through anything that pops up. It's just nice to see a nice moment because that's the first time in this show since we started watching that everybody, you know, obviously Sans, Kenya and Candy are sitting around having a good time and laughing like that. We kind of need that. You need that to kind of break. It bums me out, though, again, because Kenya pulls Candy away. Right. So once again, 
Candy is at the hospital all day and they can't get into a room. They're laying in the hallway because yep. Kenya fell on her ass. Like, yep. come on, don't don't drag Candy there. We need Candy to step up a little bit more, as we just talked about. And now she's sitting in a Portuguese hospital with Kenya doing fucking nothing. And yep. like that sucks. That but does suck. I, I do agree. When she finally does get back, um, they sit down and Drew has an issue with, you know, when she was getting emotional at the table, um, Candy said, and scene, as though she was putting on a performance. And because you and I are geniuses and journalistic masterminds, borderline Pulitzer Prize winners, we debunked this immediately that there was much more behind this. So I do think that, yeah, could you see this as Drew trying to overdo it because she's just trying to make Sheree look like an idiot? Yeah, but because we know there's more behind it, that was genuine. Those tears were real, but they were about something totally different. Candy does end up apologizing, and they kind of smooth things over. We saw Drew and Sheree earlier smooth things over. I mean, we'll see. I don't really believe it. But we end the episode with a rumor. Um, allegedly, Drew had a relationship or an ongoing thing with a woman named Latoya. And we don't know that much about this. I don't know yeah. if this was a product of, you know, her and Ralph not being great. And it was just like right place, right time with her and Latoya. I don't know if. What's your take on this? Do you think that this is produced by Drew? Like, do you think she's trying to push this narrative intentionally to like, I, in my mind, because she's getting a lot of spotlight this season, I think that she is trying to play it up more. I'm not saying that this didn't happen. I'm not saying it's not real by any means. We don't know. I'm just saying, I think that Drew understands that because the other ladies are seemingly having a down year, according to our audience and according to the regular Atlanta watchers, is she trying to make the most of an opportunity, which I'll never fault anybody on these shows for doing. Like she got a chance to step into the limelight here and she's yeah. at the very least taking advantage of it or attempting to. I, I, I don't know because if you're drew and you have, obviously your world is crumbling around you with Ralph and there's all this shit going on. If somebody brings up a, a cheating rumor, the fact that you made out with a girl down in Isle of Palms, I, you're going to deny it like immediately right because you don't want that out there you don't want to give ralph the ammunition because ralph's well, the ralph kind of guy that this is the reason that he wanted of to break off the marriage because he's a but, piece of shit garbage human yeah i just i i just can't see that actually being true so i do understand why drew wants to be a little guarded on it and i do think that you know maybe you just kind of avoid the whole thing altogether i think it happened if you if you like you really have to ask me and you want me to actually say it i think it did happen I think that she did hook up with her. I don't know if there was actually a relationship. It could just be somebody that she was close to, like, whatever. Maybe she just had fun and, like, made out with another girl, and she was just on a trip having a good time, and she feels regretful about it. She doesn't want to talk about it, but she's still friends with that person. And then she gets spotted going out to different clubs or going out to bars or whatever with this other person. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, wow, they're having a relationship because of what we know. And then things get leaked to the press. Like, oh, yeah, they hooked up once down in Isle of Palms, and now they're out at a restaurant together. It's like, okay, friends make out. You and I have made out before. It's not that big of a Wait, deal. What? what? <laughs> I didn't I, I, Whoops. Um, but no, I, I, I don't really think it's that, like, big of an issue. It's not I, that deep. No, I don't think it's opinion. that deep at all. I just I think that Drew is just guarding herself because she knows what's on the horizon with Ralph. 
and any little information that's going to come out about her transgressions, if you will, or anything that Ralph can use against her is bad for her. So of course she's going to say no to that. Of course she's going to deny it. Of course she's going to go on a tirade about how it's not true and she's going to burn every bridge that she ever had. I do like that Candy just stuck to her guns the whole time because even after that like and scene thing, Candy didn't apologize. Candy was just like, I didn't realize that you were actually fucking crying. Oh, I shit. thought that it was just a thing. Is that Lou? No, I dropped my, my journal. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I love that Candy stuck to it because like after that whole scene and then even after she's like, what are you, you're calling me a liar because I'm telling you what I know. I saw it happen. It didn't fuck it. Like I know what's going on and she just stuck to it because if you're going to keep going over and over again, that's that's sort of like the charade approach with the she by charade. If uh... Drew really wants to hide this, don't keep pressing it just leave it and just be like i didn't hook up with her it's the end of the story whatever don't call candy a liar because then candy's going to defend herself and then it's going to get worse so i don't really understand any of that i don't think it's for the cameras i don't think it's for a storyline i think it was just a bad approach by drew interesting i well the one thing and this is like not super pertinent but i just want to break it down a little bit from ralph's perspective my favorite human on the planet she allegedly made out with a woman somewhere. If they're married, yes, that's obviously an issue. You guys need to discuss that, figure out how to move forward. If you can move forward, that's still cheating. Cheating is cheating. I get that. This man was oiled down by a woman for a mm-hmm. shoot with his wife, then invited by said woman to Vegas to try out for a male stripper show. Yes. Who the fuck are you to throw stones and your massive glass house you douchebag like are you fucking serious like this guy he's he's the actual worst he really is like he's the worst kind of husband he's the worst kind of guy he's the guy he's the kind of dude that gives dudes a bad name you see the stupid grand gestures that we see right through the brunch like we called it you're doing this brunch because you're about to do some shady shit what does he do some shady shit She feels a certain way about it. She's crying on a trip to Portugal because her husband is such an asshole. And then he has the nerve to say, I'm ending it because you cheated on me by making out with Latoya. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Like you went to Vegas with a woman to try out for a male stripper venue. Like get the like, what are we talking about here? Honestly, it doesn't make it. I mean, like we know that Ralph is just a complete piece of shit. And that's what I was talking about, like him having ammunition. And we see those clips of him saying that this is the reason why the end of the relationship happened. The end of the marriage happened. I think he's just he's the reason he just wanted one little thing to go wrong in Drew's life. Drew has like I wasn't the biggest Drew fan this whole season, but like obviously something going on like this, like I feel bad for her. Drew has been, she's a good mom. She put her fucking career on hold. She was so excited to get back to singing. She was so excited that she was doing a music video. Supportive and you, sister. You dumb piece of shit have to get involved and make this all about you when you were probably off having an affair. Like a full-blown affair Let's with this real. fucking manager who had you out in Vegas. Like there was probably no fucking actual audition for anything. Who the fuck is going to fly to Vegas for an audition? To be whatever the fuck he was doing, like Chippendale's mm, like out. you know who would fucking Ralph. Ralph would. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But like it doesn't make any sense. And the, like the dots are just not connecting. He had shitty behavior. And this is the type of guy that he is. And there's so many fucking guys out there that do this. They have so many issues with themselves. They do all these fucking terrible things. And they are 
look, they, they just don't stand up for them. They don't take any responsibility for them. But as soon as their partner does something wrong, they will point it right back at their direction and say, this is your fault because this is what you did. In the whole grand scheme of things, if she made out with a girl going down in the Isle of Palms, she went to dinner with that girl. She didn't have, I don't think she had a full-blown fucking relationship with her, but maybe she did. Even if she did and Ralph was out doing that, then who cares? Like, that's just how that fucking happens. But don't turn it on her and make it all about her. Good riddance, Drew. You, You don't need the guy. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, like you said, she's been a good mom a good sister, a good daughter. She's trying to reboot her career. She's working her ass off. Whether you like Drew or not, those are objective things. That's what she's doing this season. She has a lot on her fucking plate. All the meanwhile, trying to deal with this garbage pale kid, Ralph. So respect to her, honestly, whether you like her or not. I And good riddance, Drew. You're, you're way better off without fucking yeah. Ralph. Seriously. See you later. Deuces. But... We're not doing questions this week as we are fried, um, as you can tell. Um, our what is it? What did I say? My my your uh, eggs your, your eggs on drugs, eggs my on eggs, drugs. my egg on drugs or something stupid. So that's where we're at. Um, but in a good way, it was a wonderful night, and we can't wait for the next one. Do you have anything else, shooter? Maluda? I got nothing at all. Well, remember to follow us on all of our socials at Brav underscore bros. Subscribe to our YouTube page at Brav Bros Podcast. And pay attention to the socials because we got some things cooking, baby. As usual. We don't we don't we're never content. We're never ever content. There's always something else out there, baby. Fuck yeah. But we'll see you next week. Rob bros are out of here. Wait. That's yeah. I did not like that. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.